Empower Radio presents The Dr. Julie Show All Things Connected Break through the illusion of separation Explore the infinite field of possibility And make connections that inspire Now, here's your host, Dr. Julie Crawl. Hello and welcome everyone. You're listening to the Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. Each week we gather right here to make connections that break through the illusion of separation. And we are breaking through from our indigenous roots through the Great Awakening, from galactic exploration to multidimensional realities, from ancient wisdom to the evolution of consciousness and back around to sourcing the divine within. We have been on a wild ride and everything is changing all around us. So, who do you reach out to when you want to explore what's going on in the world and with consciousness? Who do you turn to when you want to share your ideas or process your experiences? Every time I talk with one of my friends, the conversation is fascinating. We explore the unified field, play in consciousness, and strategize how to assist others in shifting their awareness from separation to unification. We hold the form of our inherent wholeness, and amazing conversations emerge, and I want to share a bit of that with you today. So I invite you to take a few deep breaths, bring your awareness into this moment, open your mind, connect with your heart and settle into your essential wholeness as I introduce our guest, Annalise Smith-Smitzman. I was going to say Smith. Annalise Smitzman mm-hmm. is a writer, storyteller, visionary, legal strategist, educator, and system developer for transformational change and whole systems learning. She's the founder and CEO of Earthwise Center, and her wisdom is an incredible asset and resource for so many around the world. I am so happy to have her back. Welcome, Anna Luce. Anna Luce, welcome back. <laughs> Thank you very much for that wonderful introduction. Oh, it's great welcome. to be on your show again. <laughs> I'm happy to have you here. And I know you have just a little scratchy throat there, but you sound really That's good. Right. So... <laughs> Recovering my voice. (laughs) (laughs) We're all going to just give you grace and and everything's going to flow just fine. So I so enjoy when we get on calls, we get on Zoom, we we can talk for hours and hours and hours. And (laughs) literally, we need to watch ourselves because sometimes (laughs) we can do that. But I'm just looking forward to exploring some fun topics with you today. But I want to ask our traditional first question because it seems like Every time I re-ask another guest, something new might emerge, something different on your mind. So I'm going to start again on a loose with our mm-hmm. traditional question. What does all things connected mean to you? Mm. What well, does it mean to me today? Um, that we optimize our potential um, for the greater good and that we optimize our potential to generate that wellness and love and compassion and light into our world. That's what it means to me today. Mm. Well, you've been busy doing that and you're working with 
different organizations and, and different people. And there's so much beauty that comes from your work and your voice in the world. And you have a forthcoming book. Um, people can go on Amazon and, and pre-order that. It's almost ready to go any minute now. I can't wait till it's launched. Love Letters from the Earth. And there's so much going on. And I appreciate your perspective. You hold so much wisdom and really this deep, deep understanding that I appreciate because once we explore topics together and and just think about things, it just seems like we have such a resonant um, thing that happens between the two of us. And the other day, so I'm going to just share with our listeners last week or the week before, yes. I don't remember when, we were sitting there talking and like I said, time went by so fast and we were talking about so many things reconnecting after your travels and we were in the middle of this fascinating conversation and it just occurred to me, wow, if we could just be recording this and share it with listeners, they would love this because there was so much so much amazing brilliance that was coming out from just a conversation about simple things. So here mm-hmm. we are talking about all things connected. And let's just, let's begin by talking about separation. Cause so often we think about separation as this external thing. And, and when we're looking at this illusion of separation, we think of this separation from earth, separation from God, separation from one another. And, a lot of times we focus on that on this show, but there's this internal separation, this internal division that happens too. And mm-hmm. so I'm just, I'm just wondering about what this is that divides us and what are these internal divides and how does that affect how we see the world and, and what's outside of us? Because to resolve this internal division and separation is really good medicine for us in how we see and view and experience the world around us. So what do you want to talk? What do you want to say about reintegration, reunification, what's going on with on the inside interior landscape of who we are? Wow. (laughs) I love that. Um, hmm. Well, the first thing I want to say about that is that, um, I mean, in fact, there is no internal division. (laughs) This is, this is irony. Um, but there is a mind field that generates, it's almost like a simulator, yeah? So the way we process often data uh, and based on our sensory perceptions, we have perceptions of separation, but your perception is not your reality. Um, we can think ourselves separate of the universe, but we are not, yeah? Uh, we may think ourselves separate of each other, but we are not, <laughs> and we are not our thoughts. But we become so incredibly identified with everything that we think and we take so serious everything that we perceive without questioning the perception itself. Yeah? Um, so I think the first step is to recognizing that actually in the lying in that primordial reality, um, there is no division. So there's nothing to unite. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's no fragmentation, so there's, there's actually, you know, it's, it's really as individable, it's incredibly whole. And um, so if we understand that deeply and we can rest in that and we can draw strength from that, 
uh, then we start to have a re- different relationship with our perception of the world, our perception of ourselves, our perception of each other. And instead of taking serious and believing everything that we think, <laughs> yeah, um, we can start to put some questions there. Is, you know, is, is it really true? Uh, and really remember that very deeply that at the, you know, most, the deepest, most fundamental level of our consciousness, our, actually our consciousness doesn't need fixing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's self-generative, um, self-arising. Um, it's amazing. Uh, it's pure, it's whole, uh, it's divine. And um, if only we could um, allow that knowing and that the trust in that and that deep wisdom um, into our daily perception, it would, it would change so much. Um, that's the, you know, the first reflection I'd like to share. The second one is that if we're looking at evolution, we, there's this amazing uh, property of, of evolution, namely that it, from unity, it creates diversification. And as human beings, we seem to, again, uh, misperceive and therefore misconceive um, that diversification is division. So simply because unity can express itself in a multitude uh, doesn't mean that that which is diverse is divided. Um, so when we see that, that unity, the underlying principle of unity, makes diversification possible, then that diversity becomes such an enrichment. Uh, however, if our thinking is based on polarity, um, then what we're doing is we're creating um, attention and, and opposition within that diversity that there doesn't need to be at all. Yeah? And that intrinsically there isn't. So yeah, it's mm. just that as a starting point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's let's. I I, I want to go into the levels of consciousness, and so many different people describe it differently. But you're talking about perception first, so I want to stay right here with how yeah. we're thinking about things and how we've created this polarity and what that exactly. really means. Because I think that's really helpful to people when they understand the role of duality and polarization versus mm-hmm. this diversity that we're talking about and this inherent unity this this mm-hmm. inherent wholeness because our mind can create separation where our body experiences this wholeness mm-hmm. this this awareness that we're talking about so l- mm-hmm. let's just talk a little bit more about that polarization and and how we've literally as a culture as a global culture, it's not just one culture in in one place. As as a whole human race, there's so much. Um, what do we want to say? Uh, just that illusion of separation. I'm just going to go back to it. That where do you think yeah. that came from? I know you've written about it, so I know you have That's a fine. unique you have a unique view of that, and I think it has so much wisdom. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I mean, my own um, understanding of that and, and research as well into those matters, um, what I've noticed is that if you look at our brain development and, and our neurological development, yeah, um, through our journey, I mean, if, we, if we're looking also at the, the analytical uh, capabilities that we're having, or, although they give us wonderful competencies and qualities, yeah, um, but it also means that we have the ability to fragment things by our perception. 
And what you can see in a lot of people is that if you're looking at the whole brain function and uh, heart brain um, synchronization of this, that that is actually not optimized. So they're interpreting, again, sensory perception and data by parts of their brain and parts of their body-mind, but not the wholeness together. And again, if you're looking you know, at our focus and our awareness, we have the capacity to focus. But if we're focusing in and zooming in in such a way that we therefore uh, let go of the bigger picture, then also we get distorted information. Now, I want to go back. You said something very important that our body can feel uh, when we are starting to go into separation of thinking. The fact that our body can notice when we start to go into fragmentation or division or separation means that we are not separated. Because if something is truly separated, you cannot feel it. You, you don't actually feel separated from it because <laughs> you are, mm -hmm. if you're actually separated, there is no feedback loop system. Mm -hmm. yeah? Yeah. But what's really interesting is that our body, when we start to become internally divided in the way that we think and that we way that we approach something, we start to feel tense. And that tension and that kind of inner alarm system is already in a way a signal that we are whole. Hmm? Yeah. And and that's again it's just so fundamental when we when we realize that. You know, Anna Luce, you, you bring up perception and looking through this lens, right? We're, we're focusing mm -hmm. attention. And I think it's important to really differentiate focused attention versus an awareness. And when we're focusing through these different lenses, we create these perceptions. And so you talk about this, um, the different quadrants of the brain just and and then literally that disconnect from the heart I wonder if you have any um, advice or techniques or tools for our listener today of how to create that unity of whole brained and heart and whole connection with the brain mm. yeah that's good um, well the first step is um relationship with yourself yeah? Yeah. so usually what we do is any part of ourselves that we divorce from that we suppress that we undermine that we are afraid of um yeah so where we don't have a wholeness relationship with ourselves, um this distortion starts right there yeah so uh, we're coming back to the what's been said over and over and over again self-love <laughs> Yeah, hmm. yeah. If you really and and it sounds so simple, and I understand that the practice of it is a continual learning process. Yeah? But when we really love our whole self, our whole being, and you know, we we really love and honor our body, we really love and honor our feelings, we really offer, um, you know, our brain, our heart, and I don't even like to mention them separately because to me, it's just we are one whole self. Yes. Yeah? Um, and we really allow ourselves to live into that and to be fully present within our whole being, within our whole self. And there is just this equal appreciation for all the qualities of ourselves, all the capabilities within ourselves, all the potentials within ourselves. What starts to happen then is that also the information generated by our whole self, because it's at the foundation of it is such a deep self-love it starts to harmonize and synchronize. 
the amazing quality of our heart is that it has that capacity to harmonize all these different wave patterns. So whereas the brain um, may produce you know, different wave patterns that build on each other, the heart, when we really letting that integrate into the heart wisdom, it can harmonize all that these different patterns of information, all these different wave patterns into a coherent whole. Yeah? So when we're talking also about our intuitive intelligence, for example, yeah? our heart very often knows something and knows before something happens, even before with our mind. Um, we are conscious of that. Yeah? And research has shown that as well. So but are we making use of that enough? You know, so that's um, really that heart intelligence and the intelligence and the deep wisdom that comes from being integrated uh, within. But you, you cannot come to inner integration without that sense of um, self-love, self-care, um, self-respect. Yeah? And in the same way that flows into love and care and respect and compassion for others. Because... Um, you know, if there's other people we are very judgmental about or uneasy about or uh, um, relate in, in, in dynamics of division, they're part of us too. Yeah. So again, that would create distortions in the field. So, you know, the wholeness information, um, is it's always there. It's what we do with that. So, and, and that's really also where we need to hold our own response ability yeah? Um, yeah. because yes the potential to experience wholeness to live from wholeness to relate from wholeness it is here and it's here in every moment the challenge is not to get caught up in the patterns of the world and not to get caught up into these collective belief systems um, which can be so ingrained and often for people in subconscious and unconscious level that will tell you uh, you have to divide, you have to polarize. It's either or, you cannot have both. Yeah? So there's all kinds of stories that we hear um, and that we tell ourselves and we tell each other. And I kind of like to portray the message that it's not possible to live from homeless. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'd say, no, it's, it's not true. There's, there's nothing that stops you. Yeah? Well, um, I really appreciate your when I asked for a tool or a technique or, or something for us to practice and you, you drop into the heart. And I, I, I just want to go back there and just really allow that to sink in, in this conversation today, because we know the electromagnetic field around the heart is more powerful than the brain. We know that coming into coherence can bring that mind back into coherence when we're focused on the heart. So, uh, you know, the science is really beautiful. And, and, and our listeners, if you're curious about that today, you can really go into the research on the heart. There's heart math. There's a lot of resources out there to develop these tools and techniques of bringing our awareness into the heart, which then does calm the mind and brings us into that experience, that awareness of our inherent wholeness. So, yeah, thanks, thanks for bringing that up, Ana Luz. That, it, it brings me to another twist in this because you, you talked about then creating distortions in the field. 
And so I just want to turn this conversation from the heart just a little bit here and just acknowledge, you know, science has now confirmed that we're a part of this unified field that connects everything in the universe. And we've known that in science for a while, but now we don't know what to do with it. You know, there's it's like, okay, we know that now, what do we do? And all of our science has been built on a theory or an understanding or a myth that we're not connected. So some are calling it the quantum field, some are calling it zero point field, some are calling it divine matrix. There's a lot there's a lot of different ideas of talking about this field. And when you said it creates a distortion in the field, I want to bring in this awareness and talk about this field. Because this, mm-hmm. you know, not only does our body have that capacity by going into that electromagnetic field of the heart and understanding our our bio field around our bodies, but when we can raise our awareness to the field that's around us and how we connect with this unified field, it really does assist us in shifting out of that old illusion that old paradigm of, of separation. So I'm wondering if you want to speak to this field that we're talking about. Mm, that's beautiful. Yes, I, I, I love playing with unified fields yeah, ever since I was little because to me that's the living library. <laughs> yes. So I, I go there. I tune into that naturally uh, in order to understand, to draw support, to draw wisdom from that because I have this um, intrinsic belief um, and I don't even know if you call it a belief, but it's just my experience that everything that has been lived, that nothing ever is wasted. Yeah? So everything yeah. that's been experienced by every, every being, there's a wisdom in it. And that um, therefore, whatever the wisdom is of that lived experience, no matter if it's an ant or if it's us or the sun or the moon, doesn't matter what size. But that somehow the field is updated with that wisdom. It's sustained, it's updated, it's, it's alive, it learns, mm-hmm. we learn from it, it learns from us. So we are it, yeah, we are that consciousness um, evolving and actualizing yeah, through these uh, multitudes of experiences. So for me, that's the first place where you go. Um, because if I'm an expression of that field, as well, um, and I want to understand myself better, then that's the place to go. It, it's, I don't learn so much about myself by going into my own inner mind and my uh, mental conceptions, because that's just formed, yeah? and it's very temporal. I learn a lot more by myself, by connecting that which is the source of my being here, and the reason of why I'm here. Um, and that's been there since eternity. Yeah? That is of that yeah. eternity. So it's, to me, this is so rich. And in this field, uh, you know, is, in a way, there's no time. Yeah? Because everything that's ever happened, everything that is now, the potential for all that is to come, it's already here. It's all here. Yeah? So I love playing in that field because in that field, I can also sense that Okay, which potentials and of our evolutionary potentials, of our consciousness potentials have actualized in that field. So, for example, if I'm um, developing a new skill, 
I will ask, okay, from within the field, who is it that has learned this already? And how could I access that learning in such a way that it helps us accelerate my own learning and discovery? Yeah. So by doing so, we really can build also on the experiences and the learning experiences of others. Now, I believe that humanity could evolve a whole lot faster and awaken a whole lot faster if we truly get that. But unfortunately, human beings have this belief system that they want to do it all themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they want to rediscover the wheel every time themselves and then say, I did it. <laughs> it's my <laughs> idea. Yeah. But even now ideas, you know, where do they really come from? Can we ever say that this is my idea? Yeah. Uh, because yeah. we're sourced by this field. And every night when we also, when we go to sleep and we go and deep rest, our consciousness relaxes back into that field. We're sustained and you kind of recreate it from that field all the time. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it's just so beautiful and there's so much we can learn in that also from the painful experiences, you know, the, our yeah. history is full with experiences where we go, Oh, help. Yeah. And uh, we are now living in a very challenging time. And I often ask people, look, um, we've gone through processes of extinction many times and we seem to forget that every time. And every time this civilization thinks but it won't happen to us and we're not like them, but we were them. <laughs> yeah. We were yeah. them too. Yes. And now we are this. So. In, yeah, yeah. I want to, I want to really, I want to come back to this topic of, of how we access that field. And, and you're talking about that all of our collective experiences, all the collective wisdoms there, science is showing mm-hmm. us this fractal universe that literally when one atom or photon and I mean they're just showing all kinds of experiments where literally we're yeah. watching that happen and and they can explain it now so there's so much wisdom there and I'd love to to dig into that and also those levels of consciousness I think that helps us create compassion for one another as we're in this awakening mm-hmm. process so we're going to take a quick break you're listening to the Dr. Julie show all things connected we're here with Annalou Smitsman on Empower Radio we'll be right back Meditation channel, non-stop meditation music, 24 hours a day in the new Empower Radio app. Music to empower your meditation, help you relax, sleep, or provide a calm background while you work. The Empower Meditation channel is interruption-free. Listen now with the Empower Radio app, free in the App Store, or listen online at empower.fm. Soothe your soul, calm your mind. The Empower Meditation channel. Hey everybody, this is Josh Groban. After so many years on the stage, one of my favorite things about music is its ability to inspire and nourish the soul. That's why I'm proud to work with Feeding America, an organization that inspires hope for families in need and helps nourish the 16 million kids in this country struggling with hunger. Every year, billions of pounds of excess food go to waste, while one in five children may be left not knowing where their next meal is coming from, or if it's even coming at all. 
Thankfully, the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks collects surplus food and helps deliver it to kids in need across the country. But they can't do it alone. Join me in supporting Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. Together, we can solve hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. This is Namdi Asamoah. I play football for the Philadelphia Eagles, but what I do off the field with United Way might be more important. I'm a volunteer tutor and mentor. Why? Because over a million kids a year drop out of school, and that's not okay. It takes 12 years to create a graduate, but it takes about the same time to create a dropout. And the difference between a child becoming one or the other could be me, or it could be you. Studies show that if we get to these kids earlier, their chances are better. And kids who read well by third grade are more likely to graduate. So join me and United Way. Suit up and take the pledge. Become a volunteer reader, tutor, or mentor. Because when a child succeeds, we all succeed. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge at unitedway.org. Brought to you by United Way, the Ad Council, and the National Football League. When every moment matters and a life is saved, when someone gives blood, when a hand reaches out, that moment when heartbreak turns to hope, you're there through the American Red Cross. Down the street, across the country, around the world, you help save the day. Every day. Your support truly matters. You can help today. Visit redcross.org. Empower Radio. Empowering you 24-7. Online at empowerradio.com. Now, back to the Dr. Julie Show. All things connected on Empower Radio. Welcome back. Hey, if you're inspired by our conversation today, I invite you to share it with others and maybe even listen to it again. You can do that by visiting my website at thedrjulieshow.com where you'll find all the archive links as well as a listing of upcoming guests. Again, that's thedrjulieshow.com. Also, stay connected all week on our Facebook page, All Things Connected with Dr. Julie. I'm here today with Annalou Smitsman. We're playing in this unified field of consciousness it's so much fun to play in this field and mm-hmm. on a loose i i, I want to bring it back for a couple of reasons number one um you brought up some really important things that i'm going to ask in a second but number two and and probably more um importantly is when we talk about the field and science has demonstrated it and we know it's there again our mind wants to create the illusion of separation that we're separate from the field. And I think it's important to, to say, you know what, we're of it and in it like a sponge in the water, the water becomes a sponge, the sponge becomes the water. Um, we become our breath, our breath becomes us. There's so many ways to look at this beautiful resource that's right here. Do you want to add anything to that? Yeah, I mean, the the irony of the mind, yeah. <laughs> the fact that the mind yes. can create a perception that it's separated is because it is part of the field. Yes. So what empowers the mind even to have the capacity to have that thought is <laughs> the field of consciousness itself. So yeah. it's it's like it's playing with itself, but it's it's getting tricked by itself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this is, I mean, this is the, the wonderful I mean, you get that paradox. Um, you can just only laugh. 
<laughs> I agree. I yeah. agree. <laughs> That's why I say, you know, don't 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 believe everything you think again. <laughs> yeah. You might give us all kinds of perceptions, um, including its perception. If it thinks itself separate of that field, yeah, um, then I always remind it, you know, what allows you to have that thought? What's the source of that thought? Could you have that thought without that field? You know, can we see furniture yeah. in a room without the space? Could we even talk about the objects in a space? If there, could we even talk about the object if the space didn't exist? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's so helpful when we really allow ourselves to just rest in the awareness of this and really mm. allow allow ourselves to play with these ideas to expand ourselves and expand our awareness and you said something else that was really important was that you know even from a young age you would go to the field and mm-hmm. um, I, I mentioned that last time we were talking I said I had this question and I I wanted to learn and so I'm just asking show me show me show me I want to I want to really understand the mystery of something and i and i've been asking the field and and for me it's been so fun over the last couple of weeks to watch everything come together inside of me it's whether it's a conversation with someone a visual imagery that pops in a conversation i have that leads to a video or a you know a book or whatever it's like Going to that field and trusting, um, we can bring through some really incredible insight and learning and wisdom and knowledge. I fully agree with you. Yes. Yeah. How, what would you say to our listeners? What's a good way to begin the practice of playing with that field. What's, you know, I just mentioned for me, I I would literally just even have a conversation and and ask directly, show me, you know, show me this. But what other ways might we access that unified field and and really utilize it as part of who we are, an extension of who we really are? Yes. Well, the first thing is, of course, I always understand that the whole universe can be explored by going within. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So because sometimes people feel they have to travel outside of themselves or travel out of their body. But your body is a universe. So the entire galaxy is in you as well. Yeah. And that understanding fractal, which you mentioned earlier, is, is that understanding. The whole is in you, you're in the whole, you're that. Yes, yes. Um, so you don't have to go anywhere else. So you can explore the entire universe by going within. That's a really safe place. I feel that that's important. Um, so by going deeply into yourself. And then there, there are some wonderful things that we have um, that nature has given us. Um, one is our capacity to form an intention. So by being able to have very clear intentions um, that helps us to zoom in, to attune, to fine-tune uh, our focus and our awareness. Mm-hmm. Because there are so many different potentials in that field by having a very clear intention, saying this is what I would choose to experience today, this is my commitment, or this is what I like to learn, Yeah, um, this is what I'm open to, this is what I like to contribute. Yeah. 
we start therefore to generate our own wave patterns with a very clear intention to which the field responds inner and outer and so starting with intention is our way of starting to activate that field our relationship with that field because some form of activation is also necessary to get something in motion and when we put something in motion then the next step is to wait for feedback because if we remain only active and we activating and we we don't take that presence and uh, listening capacity and receptive capacity then to see what comes back yeah then we're not in touch and so it's really a dance so when you play you plays like that as well we have this dance so we can activate it first with our intention have precise focus uh, what we choose to experience what our commitment to that is what qualities within ourselves we bring forth by doing so and then pause listen receive see what comes back yeah and when it comes back um have that self-awareness self-presence how am i interpreting that What's my perception around that? My projecting, yeah. Um, watching for within ourselves for any reactive patterns. What's getting triggered within myself? What does it tell me? Yeah. So that is the capacity then to have um, the inner awareness strengthened, so that we can be both participant within our own process as well as observer within our own process. Mm. Yeah, so it's an it's also an ancient meditative practice that you always have a part of your awareness that remains in observation and rest, and the rest of yourself can be active and in participation in a dynamic flow. Mm. Um, yes. Yeah, I'm just thinking. You're, I'm like, there's so many pieces, really great nuggets coming through, and when you talk about the participation with that, it's it's again having us really understand we are participating with the universe we're a participator with the universe and this unified field that we're talking about and you mentioned there's so many potentials within the field and quite literally we can go okay well I had that experience we had this one now I want to explore a new potential and when you're talking about setting intention and and playing in that field understanding that there are so like you said so many potentials within the field and play just just play have fun with it you know mm -hmm. it's like it, it's like once we um move in one direction doesn't mean that we're only going in that direction we can literally stop play create in the moment every moment and, and have fun with it. It doesn't have to be this um, heavy thing that mm -hmm. we take so seriously. So true, exactly. Because what happens is when we get really heavy, our mind tends to zoom in on one thing only. <laughs> yes. And we, we collapse that wholeness view. So we make, when we get serious, we go, this is it, or this is not it. <laughs> yes. So yeah, what we do is we, solid, we solidify our thinking. And by doing so, we're freezing our experience. So we go out of flow. Whereas mm -hmm. if we are, remain in touch, we remain in playfulness, and she said so beautifully, in that dynamical flow and that openness and also uh, that curiosity, yeah? um, then our receptive capacity is so much more enhanced. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so. Mm. Yeah, 
I love that, the dynamic of flow, the dynamic of flow. So I think one foundational piece that we really need to just bring into the conversation because it helps to ground us in this as well is so many people, they're like, well, I'm not there. I don't understand I the field. You know, they, they may mm. not be there. But what we know, and many there's many different conversations about levels and stages of consciousness. And there's sacred wisdom, there's scientific conversation, there's all kinds of different ways of perceiving the levels and stages of consciousness. But most people will say there are seven different stages. Seven, seven. some say four. And, and irregardless of how many stages, if we understand consciousness as this developmental thing that we open to, we, we can literally open to more compassion as we look around with others. We, we know that when we go to kindergarten, um, we have experiences that we didn't have when we were in preschool. And when we graduate from mm -hmm. high school, we have experiences that we didn't have when we were in kindergarten. So understanding consciousness as this flowing, dynamic, creative um, way of being and becoming who we really are, it, I think it helps us to, to look at the world with more compassion. What can you add for us, Ana Luce, about the stages of consciousness? Hmm. I would approach that from a developmental perspective, yeah? Uh, and what you see is development is, in the human development especially, is that when there, there are earlier layers of development, so when the when the child is really young, for example, their sensory abilities and capacities are incredibly important. And after that, the capacity of imagination, then after that, the capacity to analyze, to think, to plan, yeah? Um, and a dreaming capacity. So you have these layers, developmental layers, but when new layers get formed, doesn't mean that the older layers disappear. Even though that the new layers will catch our focus and our attention, so it may then therefore appear that these earlier and older layers are less important, but they are the background, they are the foundation mm -hmm. for these new layers to emerge. And it's really important that we keep that integral perspective. Yeah? So these other earlier layers are always there. It just gets richer and deeper and deeper and deeper. And at the same time, it also becomes more refined and it becomes more subtle. And so people often when they uh, think of layers or of stages or levels, they perceive that very linear. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and I, I think that that's not helpful personally. Yeah. Uh, because it's that kind of linearity, uh, based on that, we also create a hierarchy. Um, and we're thinking, oh, that, that was my, that was the past, you know, I don't need that anymore. Now I'm at this level. <laughs> and yeah. I, I have, you know, I know quite a lot of people, uh, I'm not mentioning names, but who would really live like that. They will really say, look, I'm at this level of consciousness now. I don't do that anymore. <laughs> wow. You know, because... What you did, did that made this now possible. So how can you, in, in you know, we talked about the vision before. How can you divorce from yourself in that way? You know, when yes. everything that you've ever lived is contributed, and everything that's been lived 
for you and before you. <laughs> yeah, that's part of you. You're so much bigger than this little self. So how can you now suddenly say, I don't do that anymore. That's not important, you know? So I mean, really have gratitude to that. And uh, so it's also really quite a human perception to think in this way of, um, of seven. Hmm? I mean, there's yeah. a deeper mystical wisdom that we could go into another other time, but quite often human beings don't perceive beyond the seven. And yeah. I notice that many, we either get fixed on certain numbers or we make it really, really complex. So we think higher always means more numbers. Whereas for me, if we become more integral, that actually simplifies in some ways, yeah? Gets yeah. like a we find more subtle, even more rich. Um, but yeah, to really have again self, coming to that self love as well. Self love also means loving your whole self, your whole journey, every step of the way, everything you've lived and experienced that has helped you, has contributed to you, to you being here now, being who you are. It's all part of you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the love thing, I, I wish there was more um, language options to help us really understand that at a, at a different level because we, we really keep that so surface when we say self-love. Oh, I love myself, but, but thanks for bringing that in a couple different times here. And I think the other piece that I really appreciate is keeping this as an integral perspective that it's not a, a stage or a level that we leave the other behind, but we really are doing more and more of that integration and, and growth. And so I, <laughs> the thing that's, I think is funny in a sad kind of way is so many now are having experiences, whether they're having a oneness experience, a blissful experience. Um, there's lots of different ways that we we describe these experiences, which might be a state of consciousness. And people will jump to the absolute, like you mentioned, is that, oh, I've had my awakening. And now yeah. it's been, you know, so I had my awakening 12 years ago, or I had my awakening here. And it takes us out of that dynamic flow that we were talking about. Yeah, mm, exactly. And it also takes us out of sense of humility. <laughs> yes, yeah? yes. And uh, I mean, it's a, it's a great enlightenment trap, in fact. Yeah. Because yeah. if you say, I had my, I had my awakening. Wow, that's funny. So it's something you can own. Yeah. It's like, hmm, um, I don't know. To me, awakening is, is, is a very different quality. It's, it's not something that you have had. <laughs> you know? And in some ways, when you have an experience of awakening, it's like you never not that again. Yeah? Yeah. Um, so to me, if, if people feel the need to express it in that way, I ask myself, but, but, but why? Doesn't that create, again, some kind of setting ourselves apart from others? Yeah. Yeah. And if we really feel that we are truly one and united and interconnected, and um, you know, for me, every every ending is a new beginning. Yeah, and um, yeah, there's a, there's a, there's an illusion in 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 I believe in that perception of awakening, and it feeds um, to our modern consumption pattern. Because I see, I meet a lot of people who are craving and what they think enlightenment experiences, yeah? 
Um, and they think the experience is, is that state. Um, but that's not it. If you still need to get your awakening from an experience, and if your awakening is based on experience, that means that when you have an experience, it's there. When you don't have the experience, it's not there. Then that's not awakening. Because yeah. awareness is not changed by our experience. Awareness yeah. allows us to experience everything in that field. Mm. But it itself is not changed by what we experience. That's something really fundamental. So it's not at the level of the experience. And um, and in our in a modern consumption society, we there's a lot of people who benefit from selling experiences and promising this is it. And now you have it. Yeah. <laughs> it faces a lot of expectations, as I said. It's a it's a great enlightenment trap. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. Yes. But just showing just show up for life. Just show up for for you or show up for each other every day. Just bring yourself to that, to the best of your ability. Yeah. Uh, that's already so much. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how we call that, if we're saying which stage or which level, uh, really do that. You know, if you do that really well, wow, the world will, will truly change. Yeah. I just had this, um, this impulse moved through me when you were talking about just, you know, it, it's like just being, and I, and I was just reminded of, of how in any moment we can just even smile mm. and take a breath and move into an expansiveness that isn't, um, it, it's not about that consumption or that even competition, you know, we've got this yes, spiritual it. competition, the first one to awakening, the first one to enlighten yeah. it. But it really is being in our body, being this embodied, um, integral, dynamic flow of consciousness of, of really who we be. Mm. Exactly. And then there's such a appreciation. It's so beautiful, you know, what you yeah. shared. Yeah. Yeah. And that appreciation is key. It's so important for us to, to just, I, I, you know, when I think of smiling, you can just feel gratitude by just like literally right now breathe and put a smile on your face and and something happens and so i i love that because that's that participatory part of how we're co-creating with the field in every moment so that's mm. it because we are that field it's living itself through us <laughs> we are it <laughs> we are it and it is yeah. yes yes so we we have about just five minutes here on a loose, and I want to make sure that we just mention this co-creation with our Mother Earth as well, this mm. earth wisdom that's there. And, and I know it's a big part of you and your work, and, and you have the Earthwise Center. And I just want to just presence the wisdom of the earth here and and the role of the earth. So uh, I'm going to give you an opportunity to just speak to that for a few minutes here before we close. Mm, yes. I mean, it's, it's thanks to our beautiful mother earth, our planet, that we are here, that we can have this conversation. Mm? Yeah. And this is why in the book, uh, Love Letters from Mother Earth, I my question to mother earth was, we are your children. And, I know you love us, so uh, we are of you, as you are of us, yeah? We are one. 
so what is it that you want us to know, especially now, um, so that we can also do better and we can take better care of each other and of our world? And that is, you know, the, the answers came in the form of 13 letters, uh, which people can read now. And, um, and these are 13 letters that I myself very often reread and reread. Yeah? There's so many layers to that. What came through in those dialogues is just how deeply she loves us um, and and needs us to, yeah? Um, yeah, and needs us to remember who we are and that the power uh, is in our connectedness. And this is where we started your show, isn't it? What does it mean? All things connected. There you go. Yeah, and literally again, there's perception. Um, like you had mentioned that literally we get this distorted perception that we're separate because we focus different and literally just like you learn so much from asking that question of mother earth. So can we, so can every listeners tune into that wisdom. Um, We're not separate and wow, how we can learn and grow and be in that dynamic flow in co-creation and relationship with with the earth herself yes that's the that's the key exactly and we could all do that and children naturally do that <laughs> we seem to grow out of it as adults but you know when we when we are a child we play in that naturally yes and our indigenous mm-hmm. cultures still do i mean we, oh, we yes. can learn so much from that so much. that's it Exactly. And then apply that in our modern context now. Like, what does that mean now? What does it mean now in this day and age to live those wisdoms? You know, how do we work from these regenerative design principles, for example, and build our cities on that? Yeah. What does that mean? So it's there. Inspiration is there. The wisdom support is there. And again, by asking the right questions, uh, we start to engage that field. Uh, we start to that to engage and activate that also that process of inspiration and learning. Mm. Anna Luce, it's always a joy to just explore these concepts with you and play in consciousness. I I so enjoy it. I want to just remind our listeners they can find your book, Love Letters from Mother Earth, on Amazon. They can pre-order now. But how might our listeners find you if they want to learn more about you? Can you give us a, your website? Sure. That is uh, earthwisecenter.org. Um, they can find us there. Uh, for those on Facebook, you can find me also um, under my own name. Yeah. Um, so, and I believe on your show, there's always a link, right? When people there's go There's always afterwards. a link. Yes. Yeah. So absolutely. they can find me there. They can connect with me there. And um, I look forward to to sharing with more people. And I want to thank you again because I really, I love our conversations. They are always so rich and so meaningful to me. So thank you so much. Mm, Thank you, Annalise. It was beautiful. I'm I'm so honored to have you back again. And and we will do it again, definitely. So (laughs) (laughs) definitely. Thank you so much. And listeners, thank you for tuning in today. You've been listening to the Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. You know, you can explore the entire universe by going within what wisdom this was today. There are so many potentials. 
within that field. So come play with us. We'll join you there. And remember, together, we're creating connections for the good of the whole. So until next time, I'm sending you a world of love. Bye for now. <music>